thank you for uh, for listening uh, on Liberty Tactics. I, I think it's an important uh, international venue. The title of your show is Liberty Tactics, which I think is really important. And liberty is a really important word. Uh, we take it for granted. It's Monday, the 12th of September in the year of our Lord, 2022, and it's just coming up to, oh, it's 13.13 here in the UK. Um, I've just got back from Swansea, our Welsh wizard's homeland, um, after a fabulous uh, conference with the girls at PCP Wales and uh, some Muslim brothers from um, Birmingham. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It was at the Patty Pavilion in Swansea. It was an all-afternoon event. Kimberly and Lucia were both there. I think there's going to be a lot of the Muslim community who are going to be bringing their children and start out of the schools and start homeschooling. So I just got back from there this morning. Thank you to our darling Catherine, who will be doing a show later today to give us an update on those events. Um, So I got back here a couple of hours ago um, and I've got my Welsh wizard here with me now. And uh, we're going to be discussing, that's obviously Roy Davis. um, We are going to be discussing geopolitical events that have been going on. And I think it's going to be more looking at the financial side of things today, Rick, um, Roy. Yeah, it will be. Lovely. Well, how are you? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not bad at all, though. I'm just uh, as I was the week before last. More uh, research and trying to gain knowledge. So the developments have taken place, as you outlined, uh, touching on the world economy. Absolutely. Um, just quick to touch. Um, Big Ben was mentioned today on the news. Uh, now, by Prince Charles, he talks about something about Big Ben, and I'm sure there's some Big Ben posts uh, within the queue drop. So that's maybe something that we can discuss on another show. But more importantly, what you're discussing today is financial and not so much connected to the queue drop, but Q hasn't talked about them. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you're right on, right on point, Lou, because I did mention in the last discussion that we had that uh, <clears throat> I sort of, uh, a year ago, a bit, maybe a bit longer, I don't know, I discussed with Mr. T and said that I was going to um, concentrate on world economy because I believed that that's the sphere that, I, that needs to be explained. And one of my reasons for that is, is that Q does not mention it to a large degree. And in the Q drops... It's not just about what is in the Q drops, but it's also about what isn't in them. And this is a glaring issue because I, I think I try and develop it. Look, the evils of the cabal, we know we know about them. And everybody else does who, who listens to this show. You know, we've seen the murder of billions and billions of people over the last hundred years. It's been, uh, you know, constant wars, famines, you know, diseases they've inflicted upon us, cures they've withheld from us. They've used poverty as a, as a weapon to cower us in the, uh, in the, in the Western cabal-controlled countries. And in the third world, they've just used it as a, a genocidal weapon. Squalor to show 
you know, to, to, to create fear that we're only a couple of weeks away from uh, destitution, a couple of pay, uh, pay packets away from destitution. And then we have the crimes against uh, humanity. And, uh, you know, the startling crimes against the children, which Cupid Ford will unite the world. Now, I could be here all day. You know, <laughs> I'm only scratching the surface of their evil, uh, in fact, their evilness to their inhumanity uh, towards us. But the question is, and it's the critical question, what has allowed them to maintain their power to do this over the last, you know, they've done it millennia, but in, uh, over the last two to 300 years and the, about the development of uh, commercial banking, investment banking, and indeed a central banking. Yeah. Well, what's allowed them has been that they have control of the issuance of money. And I'm going to do a few quotes today, but many people speak about the issuance of money. But what do you mean by that? Well, here's a quote, and it's from Ellen Hodgson. The money supply is defined as the entire quantity of bills, coins, loans, and other liquid instruments in a country's economy. Liquid instruments, obviously, those that are easily convertible into, into cash. And I should point out that coins and notes only make up about 5% of the total money supply on a global scale. And so how, how, do, how do they do it? How do they institute that most powerful weapons? Well, they do it through commercial banks because the commercial banks own and control the central banks. Now, the critical question is, who owns these banks? Now, let's make it clear. I know that. Banks. Sorry. Bank of International Settlements. Well, well, actually, the Bank of International Settlements Settlements is the central bank's central banker. But the uh, the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, all the banks around the world are owned by the uh, the banks, in the, the, the most important banks in the country, in a particular country, like Wall Street owns the Fed. You know, uh, just off Threadneedle Street, you see the clearing banks. They, if you like, have control of the Bank of England. But who actually owns them? Because... I'm talking about banks, I'm talking about central banks. Well, they're owned principally by individuals. That's the truth of it. Well, who are these individuals? Ah, well, they don't show themselves to the light very often, but they are bloodline families. Now, those bloodline families have changed over the centuries. You know, in the period of the uh, 14th, uh, 15th, 16th centuries, you, you would have said it was the Medicis. But possibly from the middle of the 17th century up to now, You'd have to say that the the Rothschilds uh, are probably the main banking family that own the banks, have the biggest state of, of banks, and control the issue, uh, you know, the issuance of money. So, how do we find ourselves? How do the how is the globe set up today? Well, the national debt of the Western-controlled cabal countries is so large now that ninety percent of the countries that make up the WCCC are really struggling to pay the interest on the debt. Never mind the principal, but they're really, really struggling to pay just the interest payments. And with interest rates being pushed up and the cutting of money, it's supposed to make it easier, but it isn't. It's making it, it's making it worse. 
Now, the other question that comes up, you know, we talk about national debts. Well, who are these national debts owed to? Well, yeah, you got it. Uh, it's owed to the commercial banks. We Those national debts in every country, which we pay taxes to uh, maintain, they're paid, and uh, that's all paid back to commercial banks under the auspices of the Rothschild family. So we've now highlighted what their, their weapon of ultimate control is. And how does it, you know, people sometimes ask the question, how does it all work then? Well, the government, uh, when it wants money, you know, it issues a bond, a gilded bond in Britain. Well, a gilded bond would say, uh, yeah, you have a time limit, three years, and then it would have a percentage on it. Three years hit 5%. Therefore, you would get interest payments once or twice a year called coupon payments. And at the end of the three years then, you know, you'd have your money, uh, your principal money paid back to you. So when, when they give the money, the bond, to the, uh, to, to the central bank, central bank doesn't then print the money. It gets hold of a computer and it, it just puts an electronic uh, payment to the, uh, to the, to the, it's actually to the commercial banks to, to substantiate that, that loan, that bond that is just taken. And you've got to ask yourselves a question, and I, I hope, hope the viewers do. And it's, it's a simple question, and that is, if the government have the power to issue a bond to get the private banks to fiddle money, you know, create money out of thin air, Why, if they've got the, the power to, to, to create the bonds, then they should have the power to be able to print their own money. It's stark. It's, in, it's, it's out in the open, the, uh, the monstrous way in which they rob, uh, the, the rob the mass of humanity. And I've, I've used the, uh, the Nathan Rothschild quote a number of times, you know, that I care not what uh, sovereign sits on the throne in England, whether, you know, in the empire, the, where the sun never sets. But Nathan Rothschild, you know, gets it right. He says, he who controls the issuance of money controls the laws, controls everything. Now that's, I've sometimes, some, sometimes people said to me, yeah, that's okay, Roy, but, Back in the 17th century, mate. Okay, okay, point made. Well, let's bring it up then uh, into the modern idiom, into the modern age, with, with a quote from none other than uh, Henry Kissinger. And this is what Kissinger had to say. If you control the food supply, you control a nation. If you control the energy supply, you control a region. If you control the money supply, you control the world. There you go. And that's exactly, that was the position of the cabal up until, up until the, uh, the late 80s, 90s, when change the plan began, and I'll come to that a little bit later, uh, came into operation. But we've got to ask ourselves a question, and these are important questions that I'm going to pose, because they illuminate what's taking place now. Have we ever successfully challenged that power? Have the patriots ever challenged that power? Yes, on a few, a few occasions. And it's really important that we, we learn from those attempts to wrest power from the issuance 
of money and for the patriots and their and their and their governments to take that over. Well, it's happened. It's but we've only been successful once, and that was when Andrew Jackson defeated the central bank of the day, paid off the national debt, and issued money. Banks under the control of the government issued money. For that, they attempted to assassinate him, and then some. You know, thirty years later, we have uh, the American Civil War, eighteen sixty-one to eighteen sixty-five, and it's that that civil war. What took place during the course of the Civil War under uh, one of the great greatest presidents in history, Abraham Lincoln, should be studied. By every anon, it should be studied by everybody, not just anons. Because I'd like to, and I'm, I'm not apologising for these quotes because I want to give them. But here's a quote: It's 1865. It's after the, uh, the Civil War is over, and it's it's an editorial in the London Times in 1865. And here we go. If that mischievous Financial policy, and that's when that's when Abe Lincoln took over the issuance of money away from the banks, which had its origin in the North American Republic, should become indurated down to a fixture. Then that government will furnish its own furnish its own money without cost. It will pay off debts and be without debts. It will have all the money necessary to carry on its commerce. It will become prosperous beyond precedent in the history of civilized governments of the world. The brains and the wealth of all countries will go to North America. That government must be destroyed, or it will destroy every monarchy, i.e. power that we hold on the globe. So what was it that Abraham Lincoln did that so terrified them? Well, I'll tell you. Abraham Lincoln quite simply, founded uh, the, the Greenback on national credit as a national system based entirely on the credit of the government with the people, not liable to influence, inf interference from abroad. That's what he did. What was he able to achieve? What so terrified the old Thundra, the Times, that they came out with the editorial? This is a longer quote. But I want everybody to take this in because Abe, the great Abe Lincoln, showed what was possible. And this is during the period of 1861 to 1865. And again, it's a quote from Ellen Brown. And this is what she says. Abe Lincoln's government, during the course of the Civil War, built and equipped the largest army in the world. It smashed the British finance insurrection. It abolished slavery, and it freed four million slaves. Along the way, the country managed to become the greatest industrial giant the world had ever seen. The steel industry was launched. A continental railroad scheme system was created. The Department of Agriculture was established. A new era of farm machinery and cheap tools was promoted. A system of free higher education was established through the land-grant college system. Land development was encouraged by passage of a Homestead Act, granting ownership privileges to settlers. 
Major government support was provided to all branches of science. The Bureau of Mines was organized. The judicial system was reorganized. Labor productivity increased by 50 to 75% within 18 months of the Civil War starting. And standardization and mass production was then promoted worldwide. That's what terrified them. They knew if they could, if that became known, because you didn't have communication in those days, but if the other industrial countries started to understand that you could print your own currency, even without gold, and you could back it up by the faith of your government and your people and the, the riches of your country, that would have ended the cabal there and then. And by the way, something that's not mentioned, just before Lincoln went to that fateful play where he was assassinated, one of his economic advisors came up and told him about the gold that had been found in California. And Lincoln's reply was, good. Good. We will use it to back up our currency. In other words, Lincoln had no intention of handing the issuance of money back to the cabal. But history attests that the cabal do what they've always done, and they eliminated the foremost advocate and the man who had shown the superiority of the issuance of money being under control of the people and their government. Lincoln was assassinated. Now, there are more modern-day examples, because when I give that example, they say, oh, Roy, yeah, you know, that was American Civil War, mate, you know, 19th century, to its favour. Okay, let's get up to the modern age. Look at Iraq. Why the invasion? It had nothing to do with the Twin Towers. Nothing at all to do with the Twin Towers. There was no weapons of mass destruction. What it was, was Saddam Hussein had made known that he intended to put oil up for sale in euros. That would have brought down the petrol dollar. And the cabal were not going to let that happen. More to the point, they were going to make an example to anyone else, any other country that would attempt to do that. They rained hell on Iraq. They murdered millions. It was a disgusting, genocidal, one-sided war. But go on. Go on from there. And then what do we get? Libya. Muammar Gaddafi. I don't care what they write about him. Here was a leader of great intent. A man, a patriot, who fought for his people. Not only did he, I won't, I've gone over it enough times, he lifted the living standards of his people dramatically. He eliminated poverty, squalor, or want. He eliminated, uh, everybody could read and write. Universities were built. He launched Libya into the modern age. It became more like a first world country than a third world country. And then, and then he announced he was going for a gold back currency, not just for Libya. He was prepared to bring a gold back currency for all of Africa. 
He went to the Pan-African Congress and he told them that. Don't worry. If you haven't got gold, I have plenty. We have plenty. And that was the end of Muammar Gaddafi. They were not going to allow anybody to try and attempt to take their power away from them. And again, what took place is unmentionable, really. They literally bombed Libya back into the Stone Age. It, it's, these are huge crimes against humanity for which they will be held accountable. Now, many of these issues, they don't appear in the Q-drops. The, what is the composition of Q? Well, Q told us, under 10, three civilians, six military. Now, one of those three civilians, I believe, was a financial expert of the highest standing, was someone who absolutely knew how their system worked, who knew how their system worked, who knew what the answer was to defeat them, and definitely wanted sound money and sound finance, and for the patriots to have control of their country. Now, in 2008, we had a financial crisis. That financial crisis, I believe, set everything off. What do I mean by that? What I mean is this. The plan was in waiting. We'd failed with John Fitzgerald Kennedy. We'd failed with Ronald Reagan. So now, when the 2008 crash came about, it was game on. Yes, the cabal, oh, it was game on for them. For them, it was the new world order. Let's collapse the economy so that we will rule it. That was not our position. The position was to get rid of them and their economy. In 2008, the global financial system was within 60 minutes of shutting down. Now, let's make this clear. Had it shut down, and this is a purposeful point, had it shut down globally, right across the world, it would have taken decades. Well, let's just say a lot of years then, long years, to get back to the point where it collapsed. We know it was nearly in a state of collapse because Jim Ricketts, who was the, uh, the author of The Rescue, worked for long-term capital management, he authored, he authored the bailout, and he said he personally thought it was, it was all over. But when we look at, I said, it put in the plan. They went forward then. Deregulation, I've mentioned it before, had taken place. They, if you like, the Western cabal-controlled countries then went on a, a financial bonanza where they used derivatives to make their trillions and billions, but not based on anything. But we also, the good guys, we went into operation. This was not the theory of the plan, but this was the practice of the theory, the organization of it itself. And what took place in June 2009? In June 2009, BRICS was forged. It first came on the scene. You don't see bricks in the Q drops. 
But BRICS is the key. Gold is money. The rest is currency fear. Could Q afford to highlight this? No. He could not afford to highlight this. Because even though I believe, even then, we had the white hats in the military, we had the good guys on course, had it exploded on any issue that we're now deliberating on and we're now seeing brought to the fore, we would have evoked civil wars everywhere. The military would have had to come in. It would have been a bloody period of history. Again, we would have been decades behind. So we're Q raises the issue of rigged elections. That's nothing new. Sidney Powell was on the news across the states in 2005 mentioning what had taken place. Child trafficking. Child trafficking has always been there in plain sight. It's always been headlines, okay? Not like it is today, but it's been there in all the major countries of the world. The law of war, that's nothing new either. Now, we try to work out the timeline events and when. Yet, I failed to see the bigger, bigger picture. And I didn't understand why it had to be this way. I'll give an illustration here, Lou, because I discuss with the nons on a regular basis and have done for many years. Not all, you know, a few. But a while back, let's go about uh, six or seven months back, I was discussing on a Zoom call. And uh, I tried making the above points that I'm making to you. And it was put back to me that, Roy, you have to take in line, uh, you know, Trump's CEOs, 1384, whatever, the law of war, the empires of the city, the peers, Roy. I said, and I nodded in agreement. I said, look, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. But that is not highlighting what the crucial driver of everything is. And they, you know, they then said to me, Roy, you know, you, you, you might have, you had it wrong last year, and you know, don't let it affect you. Just stick with the drops. And I came to an impasse. I said, that, look, Q is not American-centric. Q deals with the whole of the globe. So we shouldn't see it through American-centric glasses. Don't get me wrong. It is the most important country on the planet in relation to the plan. But that's at the end of the plan because Trump has done the business for four years. And I try to explain that Q could never put into print what their main weapon was, which I've just highlighted. Now, I don't discuss them very often, but a few weeks back, I pointed out that, because they told me, listen, China, China is not able to get anything to America. Why, why, why would you say that? I said, I, you know, there's a time when I, I did take that on board, but it's not true. I said, look, China is exporting gas to America through Russia. The Americans are getting 80,000 barrels a day of oil from Syria. The Indians are exporting oil as well to America. 
and they just stopped. Yeah, no, there's no yes about it. I said, what you got to... My feeling is, I said, that the good guys are in total control and this is, this is a controlled demolition. And it had to be this way. I said, do you not think that Putin could have stopped the oil? 80,000 barrels every day going to Syria. Do you not think he could have said, I don't want any gas going to America? Or he could have told India, don't export to any of the European countries. But he didn't do that. He didn't do it. Do you not think, I said, really, do you not think that Putin and Xi could not have instituted a new currency? They could have done it straight away, I said. They have all the physical gold in the world. They, they've got capital controls on their countries. They're de-dollarizing. Russia's foreign currencies were taken away from them. I said. For God's sake, I said, China's trying to ditch their foreign currency at a rate of about a thousand million, about a hundred million a month. It recognizes it's probably going to be taken off them. But I said, you know. The BRICS countries, to a large degree, have fulfilled Kissinger's famous quote. They now control the food supply. They now control the energy supply. They now control the money supply. And in this sense, when I say money, I mean money. Because the WCC, Western Control Cabal countries, don't have money. They have currency. They have paper money backed up by nothing. Whereas in the BRICS plus countries, Shanghai Corporation, ASEAN, that is different. They're in the process, and maybe this week, will create a trading currency. It will be based on precious metals and gold and commodities. And there's a reason why that is the case. People say, oh, the third world, Roy. No. So that the bridge, when the patriots take power in America, when we come to power in Europe, the bridge will be there for us. And it would be facile for a patriot not to support Putin. Putin hasn't done this on his own. Putin is part of this great struggle to get rid of the, of the cabal. And I said six months ago, you know, I, I come back to my, my, uh, my, my truth of friends. When I said six months ago, at the very time the WCC will implode, Russia will be taken off. Their living standards will be increasing. Huge development of practice forces. That would be replicated in China, replicated in India. It would flow around the Asian bloc and speed out third world countries. When I made that statement, they actually said, Roy, you haven't got evidence for what you're saying. Yes, I said, I have got evidence. No, you haven't. But now the evidence is there. The Russian Central Bank have announced that their prices are dropping. Not the rate of inflation is going down. No, the prices that they have for goods are dropping. They mentioned their flat rate of the tax is 12%. They mentioned that they've had an increase in their revenue 
to the central bank from taxes. In other words, production's up, productivity's up. It's a, think about all the myriad of headlines, the lies that have been put forward by the fake media saying that Russia's finished, it can't survive another day. It reminds you of that rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated. Now, 80% of humanity is looking to the East, is looking to the BRICS countries. And why wouldn't they? They've been horrendously treated by the cabal over the last couple of hundred years. And in a sense, Turkey is a powerful illustration. Take two countries, Turkey and Sri Lanka. Now, Turkey, three months ago, they said, hasn't got enough money to keep going for another 20 days. The IMF went in and said, uh, they're going to cut your energy supply, you haven't got any money. You haven't got any money, you haven't got any gold. You've got nothing. Erdogan, he didn't blink. They said, your inflation's going up. Erdogan just looked at them. And yet, it's four months on, and they're one of the biggest buyers of physical gold in the world. They have 80% inflation, yet they're getting through it. How? I believe Erdogan is taking control of the issuance of his own money. He's been aided and assisted by the BRICS plus countries. Now have a look at Sri Lanka. Initially, China and Russia went in to assist. It was run by a crooked crime family who usurped a lot of the money, and that meant that they stepped away. Now it's in crisis. The third world, the peoples of the third world, some of the leaders of the third world, many of the rank and file leaders have looked at these examples and they are supporting Turkey and they are supporting Putin. What, have been, what would have been, yeah, I've got to say this, and it's something I meant to say weeks ago, but what I'm bringing, what would the world have been like if there was no Brexit? If there, was no, if there was no alternative, no sound financial system. Well, I don't, want, I don't, know, I don't think you, you, you might not remember this, Lou, but I brought in population figures, what they were now and what they would likely be in uh, 2022 and 2023. And they were put forward by Deagle.com. I remember that. I remember. Yeah. Well, well you see, it, it was a massive cutback in population. You know, uh, Britain was 69 million and by 2023, 2024, it was down to uh, 15 million. America was down to 120 million. You know, it, it, and all of us scratched our head. Well, how? But then we realized in plain sight, they were telling us what they intended to do and what the outcome would be of what they intended to do. Well, I did a bit of searching on Deagle, by the way. And who was Deagle? Deagle was an undersecretary of the Air Force, the American Air Force, under Slick Willie. He was a CR, a Council of Foreign Relations leader. And get this, what did he go on to be? 
because he shut Deagle down. He became the Director for International Relations of the Rockefeller Foundation. Now the population That's figures... Hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> now the population figures that have been put forward in this place bear reality. They're what you would expect. In other words, he's gone. And who was supporting, by the way? Who was this? Who are the companies who partnered Deagle? Well, NATO, OECD, World Bank, United Nations. And then the leading figures from the Rockefeller and the rest of the rat bat crowd. So those are their figures. If they'd have had control and they'd have been able to bring in the new world order. But that hasn't happened. It hasn't happened principally because of the BRICS, the formation of BRICS. That is the future. Sound money backed up by commodities and gold and currencies or parts thereof for trading purposes. When the Western cabal countries, controlled countries collapse, we now know 80% of the world will be okay. It will survive. I'll go back to it again. Had this not been in place, the third, fourth, and fifth world will start in their millions over a very short period of time and would have been, it would have been an execution job, but not now. So, we will have the crash. And the crash is taking place at present. The 1.5 trillion that has been given to energy producers to help them pay for energy because of the derivative bets they've taken. They tried to short the price and it's gone against them. Now they have to pay fabulous sums. You know, I mentioned on Roy Boy 17, everybody knew about the 150 billion. Oh, yes, that's been given to the people to be able to pay their bills. They missed the 40 billion plus that was given to the four energy companies because they can't afford to pay for the incoming gas and oil. And they refused to pay out of their profits. So that one and a half trillion, which in Europe they've got to find. That's the start of the derivative crash. It's taking place right now. And in the next few months, we will see the total collapse of the economies in the Western cabal-controlled countries. And we will see the return of Donald John Trump. And what, would do it, what did Q say? Gold ends the Fed. There's plenty of gold in America. There's plenty of gold in the Grand, Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to dig it up. That's not going to be difficult. You have to mine it. That's not going to be difficult. But there's plenty of gold to be appropriated off those illegal criminal banks. And that will be taken into hand. And let us not forget, forget, this is where the U.S. comes into its own. It's a fabulously wealthy country in commodities, in earthly commodities, in precious metals, in energy supply. In technology, it's still ahead of the world by a long shot. In other words, there's a boom 
there's a fantastic world economic boom will take place all over the world once we get rid of this monstrous cabal. But before we can do that, the cabal is still entrenched in the deep state, in the armed forces. Now, when I say that, you know, the usual thing I get is, oh, that's bullshit, Roy. Well, you, you just make it up, you and your shadow governments. Well, it's not, it's not true, actually. I'll talk, I'll give a few quotes, but first of all, about the financial deep state, and then I'll end on the basis of what is the deep state outside of finance? Well, first of all, look what Franklin D. Roosevelt, the president, had to say in 1933. He was speaking to a large gathering. The real truth of the matter is, as you and I know, that a financial element in the large centers has owned the government since the days of Andrew Jackson. Congressman Wright Patman, Chairman of the House Banking and Currency Committee in 1967. In the US today, we have, in effect, two governments. We have the duly constituted government, then we have an independent, uncontrolled, and uncoordinated government in the Federal Reserve, operating the money powers which are reserved to Congress by the Constitution. And now we come to what I believe is a quote from the late Senator, uh, from Senator you think he's dead now, Daniel Inouye. And this is what he had to say in 1987. And he said this. It's on the congressional records. I was at the conclusion of the Iran conjugate hearings. And this is what they say. That exists a shadowy government within, the Air Fo- within our own Air Force, in our own Navy. It has its own fundraising, fundraising mechanism and the ability to pursue its own ideas of national interest, free from all checks, and balances, and free from the law itself. That is prevalent in every military regime, Every sorry, in every country is military of the leading countries in the world. Now, there is only one way that we can get rid of that. And I think when President Trump comes to power, then in a very short period of time, Taiwan will, be, will have kicked off, I think. We'll have the precursor to a queue called DEFCON 1. In other words, we'll move towards a thermionic nuclear war. I don't know how the forces will be aligned, but it will come about. And people will believe that it's going to take place. The only way in which we can wheedle these individuals out, because they cannot hide, They cannot hide when we reach that stage. They will either support or abort. Either way, they found out. And on that, in that very moment, we'll round them up. Once we've rounded that up, that element up, we're safe. If we don't round that element up, remember what Inouye said. They have the funds, the finances, and the mechanisms. Well, that was in 1987. Imagine what they've perfected over the last, I don't know, 40 years. <laughs> Could they have a nuclear weapon? Absolutely. Could they utilize it? Absolutely. So have we done enough to defeat them? More than enough. The main part of Q was 
to stop a civil war taking place in those years that have gone by was create a general awakening of the people, a great awakening of the people, particularly in America. And once that great awakening was in America, then you could challenge and remove the deep state in the most powerful country in the world, that is the United States. That will be done. Donald John Trump will carry that through. Then it's the turn of Xi, because the deep state are still rooted in China. And to a degree... In Russia. Now, you're going to say, what about Britain? Well, I think that we're going to be onlookers, but we're going to be looked after. The same goes for Europe. And when that is over, that massive expanse of the productive forces I talked to comes into operation. It will be a tremendous period of world history, unlike we've ever known before. All the ills of society will be eradicated that were there under the prevalent under the cabal. The technologies will be shown, will come to the fore. The diseases will be removed. The chemtrails will be gone. Human beings will live a lot longer, a lot more healthier. But that's in the next few months. Now, I believe it's important to understand that the financial implosion must take place. Without it, if it didn't take place, nothing else falls into place. Now, in the Western-controlled cabal countries, they're on about a digital currency. Bullshit. They're finished. They're finished now. All we got to do is root them out. So, Lou, we live in a remarkable period of world history. A remarkable period of world history. It's a privilege to be alive. We should have great heart now because their end is about to come about. They're finished. It's our turn, the patriots worldwide, the sovereign nations, to take the world forward and the world productive forces forward. Roy, there are some people yeah. who still don't think they don't think anything's happening. It's not happening quick enough. Um, I didn't see it, but apparently there's been a General Flynn interview done over the weekend. That yes, I saw that. Anons and people who've been following Q, well, they've got some people very, very angry and um, some people even wanting just to throw the towel in and just saying it's not worth it and stuff. What do you, um, what, what is it? I've been away, I was in Swansea, so I don't know what they're talking about. Could you just enlighten me? Yes, General, General Flynn came on and he distanced himself in, uh, you know, from Q. And in a sense, when the deep state is handing out subpoenas, is carrying indictments against Trump, it's closing down on, uh, on, on the Second Amendment. It's, on the First Amendment, it's, it's nearly shackled it. We need our leaders to lead. So he makes the statement about Q and uh, the Anons. But if you listen to what he said, he was emphatic on the main points. He stated that he believed that the election 
was a fraud. He maintained it and said it was a fraud. He did not believe that Biden won it fairly. And what's more to the point, his second statement where he said, maybe we'll have to have county elections or run the election again. Not for him. Oh, everybody, we're going to the midterms. This isn't the first time he's negated midterms. And what he says is that what's taking place now is unprecedented. In other words, it's never happened before. And the unprecedented nature he's alluding to is what's coming down the pike. Flynn is a marvelous patriot, is a great fighter for working people. I, just, I posted, I posted what I posted a very good defense, not that he needs a defense, by Mr. Truthbomb on Roy Boy 17. Have a read of it. If you cannot determine from the optics of what is being said by Mike Flynn and the reality of the message he's given, then it's as well that you take a rest. It's as well that maybe you stand by the sidelines, get some energy back into you. This is no betrayal at all. Yeah, and I've just also had something that just dawned on me is that everyone's getting indicted around Trump at the moment and getting pulled in. Well, they're, they're, not, be, they're not being indicted. Not indicted. What, have, what you've got is uh, there's 50 subpoenas. Uh, there's 50 subpoenas. Bannon's on a different thing. Bannon's on about the issue of the, uh, of the border war and how he financed it. He's clean, by the way. He's no problem there. But the leadership of the, of the Republican Party is being indicted. And this is not about nuclear weapons, not about nuclear material. This is about the election. They're on about what the finance. They want to go into the finances of Trump. What did he, did he use his finances, his monies, to derail democracy? It's all about... Denying him the right to have investigations into the vote to stop the uh, the developments of the uh, the proving that the election was a fraud. Three or four states are on the cusp of returning their decisions. That's where the climax comes in. That's what it's all about. It's as I've stated. I believe. That one or two of these states in the very, very near future are going to say, right, we're withdrawing our electoral votes. When they do that, it will begin to explode. Because Biden, or whoever's in power then, the cabal will not accept it. They will not accept that the states can have their own power to do that. Unfortunately for them, that was the beauty of the decision of the U.S. Supreme Court on Roe v. Wade. It did not vote in favor of Roe v. Wade. It corrected a mistake it made in Roe v. Wade in that it determined what was the right of the states themselves to determine. It readdressed that. Therefore, power lies with the states. Checkmate cabal. There's no way they're going to get out of it. Don't look for victories in courts at this moment in time. Can Trump be indicted? Everybody says, oh, no, no, there's 60 days. They can do anything they want now. 
They're lying. They've weaponized the DOJ. They've weaponized the FBI. And I tell you what, they now stand with very, very little support. I don't think it's even in the millions anymore. And I believe the overwhelming majority of people in America seeing Trump, a leader they admire and respect, and the overwhelming majority, someone they want to see be at the the head of their country again. Any attacks on Trump are going to rebound. Any attacks on the Republicans and the subpoenas are going to rebound. This is all going the way that it should. They've walked straight into the trap. Believe me when I say Trump has committed no crimes. No crimes at all. He is clean. Do you not think that the plan would not have known that these events were going to take place? Doesn't it allude to these events taking place? Of course it does. We are prepared for this. But Q did say, this is a movie. It's a show. Enjoy the show. But when you go to the movies or you see a show, you should not become trapped in it. You should be apart, apart from it. You should watch it. Yeah. We've already watched and be, and be aloof. What's happening now is, what's happening now is many good people are getting sucked in to the show. It's all over. We've won. Pretty well won. It's done. It's a done deal. Humanity is going to enter a new paradigm, and nothing can stop what's coming. No. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So it's exciting time to be alive, Roy. It really is. Now there are some people who don't follow Q and I I don't have the energy. They they are absolutely adamant, absolutely adamant that Trump is a Roman. He promote and I can't, I don't actually have the energy to keep going over people, explaining. Um they're convinced that Trump is totally controlled, completely controlled. Nothing ever happened. That was one of his first promises that Hillary Clinton be arrested. That hasn't happened yet, but you've got to wait till over there. I can't, I can't even. Let's, let, let's make this clear now, Lou. Let's I can't make this it. clear. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm not, I'm not going to say it again. I know. You've said it how many times? I support 110% Q. Me too. Donald John Trump, Michael Flynn. Mr. Toothbomb, and the rest of the Q team, and Anons. If you don't agree, if you don't support them, don't bother subscribing to me. Don't bother following me. I don't care. You know, I'm glad I've got the people following me, but I don't care if it goes down to nothing. Nothing's going to shake my faith, my belief that humanity is going to enter a new stage of history, that this evil that has habituated us for millennia, particularly in the last two, three hundred years, it stays done. And I have faith in those who are leading the struggle. Donald John Trump will go down as one of the greatest presidents in human history. Totally agree. Michael Flynn has played an absolutely heroic role and a pivotal role. If, If people don't want to see it, that's their right. I'm not telling them that they've got to. That's up to them. But my stance is what I've outlined. And it hasn't changed from the first day. And it won't change. 
Good. You didn't mention you support Liberty Tactics there. You mentioned Mr. T, but you left us out. That's just funny. That goes out saying, I'm actually on. I'm actually on. The only place I actually speak is on there. I know, Liberty I'm Tactics. joking. I'm joking. Roy, that was amazing. You're amazing, as always. Um, we'll be back again next week. I'm going to go and dig into the relevance of Big Ben, why that was suddenly mentioned today, because I know there is a cue drop about Big Ben. Um, so I'm going to go and have a look at that. Uh, the time is now, it's happening. And to all those people who are falling away on the wayside, we love you. We'll still be here. And we understand. Absolutely. We get it. We get it. But we're here and we have, we love you and we'll be here when you come back because we know it's only a a blimp, all of you people who are like deserting it because it is a blimp. You'll see. And we won't. Right, we won't. Okay, that's it. You go, Roy. I'll, go. I'll, 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 see you next, I'll see you next week, definitely, every week now. And maybe I'll be coming up more. more, more Lovely one. And next Monday, Roy Davis will be back. Again, like I said, the, the weekend was fantastic down in Swansea. The court case is coming up. Please, can everybody keep an eye on publicchildprotectionwales.org. I picked up quite a few leaflets and uh, I'm going to go and deliver them around my neighbourhood. I've just been sitting here while listening to Roy, folding them all up. Um, if you want any leaflets and resources, everything you, you need is up at publicchildprotectionwales.org. Um, Roy, as he said, will be back next week. Everybody, trust the plan. Patriots in control. We've already won. That's it. God bless.
over those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Fuck you, I won't do 